Seven past three in the afternoon, and I'm drinking alcohol. Yay! It's always Stay drinking. It's always a good way to start a podcast. The sign of a good life choice. <laughs> it's the sign of my life choice. Mm-hmm. So, first thing I want to do. Also, hello. We're going to introduce ourselves this time because I've oh, remembered. Are we going to do that? <laughs> is, that is that how we're going to play this one? Um. Hey, welcome to Queercast. My name is Robin, and I am joined by the lovely. Uh, Kara. So this one's called, this podcast is called Queercast, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. You know, you, you don't even know the name of the podcast. <laughs> on the fourth episode. I, you know, I just show up <laughs> and then you talk about Fallout for an hour. No, I'm not going to talk about Fallout for an hour. I'm getting a timer up now. So She's got a strict time limit this, uh, this week. Yes, because I've been waiting for Fallout for so fucking long and there's two things I really want to talk about. Fallout and Star Wars, but Kira hasn't seen Star Wars, no so Star I'm not Wars. allowed There'll to There'll be no Star Wars spoilers on this podcast, you can rest safe. So, um, I'm super anal about Star Wars, though. About spoilers. <laughs> anal. So, <laughs> anal. <laughs> I know, it's a funny word to use. Yeah, so there'll be no, no Star Wars discussion. If you haven't seen it, you can rest safe. <laughs> are you ready to start the uh, the time? Are we, gonna, are we really going to be this official about <laughs> yeah, it? we're timing it. Jesus Christ. So, timer. So, Robin... Have you got anything uh, interesting over Christmas? Maybe gaming or trans-related? Um, How was your Christmas in the... We're talking about Fallout! I got Fallout... This is the lead-in! I got Fallout for Christmas. Oh, I got Fallout for Christmas! And how are you finding it? See, that's the lead-in. It's the lead-in. <laughs> um, I've got to talk fast. I've got 4 minutes 42 seconds. <laughs> <gasps> oh, okay, so I've got... And... Kira can testify this. I've got a little notepad. She has notes. a little notepad. She's really going hardcore <laughs> about this. So, um, there's a few things I haven't liked. This isn't my favourite Fallout, which is disappointing because I thought it would be, just for the amount of stuff people have been saying about it. I was just expecting it to be my favourite Fallout ever released, and it's not. So I think that one still goes to free or New Vegas. I'm not sure which. Probably New Vegas, but... But, um, things I dislike about it is no longer shows... Um, you no longer can see your gun when you holster it in third person. me, in third person, which is annoying. They just all sort of disappears. I don't oh, like yeah, that. You were telling me about that uh, last night, weren't you? Yeah, and I'm really disappointed by that because it just sort of lessens the role playing a bit for me. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so here's the thing, right? In the game, you're also like carting around a truckload of shit. It's like Skyrim, yeah. Mm. But you don't see any of that, do you? Well, you're yeah, not but it's nice with that... like a massive backpack on. It is nice just to be able to see your pistol, like, at your side. Uh-huh. And like, as an abstraction goes, it's kind of fair enough, because you're already just imagining you're carrying all that shit, but not actually being shown carrying a bunch of shit. Well, my next complaint is a bit more... less less aesthetic, and more actually means something. Okay. You can now only have one companion. No! What? The companions are m- much deeper than they were in the other games. But you can now only have one at a time. You have to send one off to a settlement when uh. you get a new one, which I don't like because shut up Skype. Perfect time. <laughs> because um, I I like having like well I like having Rex and um Cass rest in peace Cass in um New Vegas. Those people in New <laughs> Vegas, God, what great characters they were, as we all remember. And yeah, the joke here is I haven't really played any Fallout games. 
I, I liked having them two together, and now I can only have one, and it's like, well, I want, I want dog meat and Cod's bottle. Also, um, I've renamed, there's a robot in it called Codsworth, mm-hmm. and I renamed him Cod's, uh, Cod's bottle. Nice. He's, he's now Cod's bottle. <laughs> it's just, it's such, a, so much better as a name. Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> just, every time I see him, it's just, hey, Cod's bottle. <laughs> I don't like the new VAT system either. This is the last thing I don't like, so this is good. <laughs> but, um, so, if I can summarise all your complaints. What you, they seem to have, because I don't know shit about Fallout, but they seem to have, in this one, moved further away from sort of traditional Fallout systems and more towards, like, I don't know, most mass-marketed games. This is very much, this is, feels very connected to Fallout 3 and New Vegas, but it feels very disconnected from 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Like, we've moved further away now than we had before, and... I don't know, that's just kind of... At least in the mechanics of it. Yeah. The world, in fact, the art style and the aesthetics looks of Fallout 4 is far closer to 1 and 2 than Mm -hmm. 3. Mechanically, it's the furthest away, but the art style, it looks far more like it. Do you think they're trying to make it more, like, accessible to a wide audience? I just think they're trying to evolve it. Games change, and I'm not sad that it's changing. Because if I want to play New Vegas, are you sure it's not definitely the worst and uh, betraying the real fans? No. Are you sure that's not definitely what's going on here? I think it's an evolution. Would you like to be less reasonable? (laughs) Less reasonable about this, (laughs) Robert. It's an evolution of a game, and if it gets to a point that I don't like it, I still have the old games which I will always love. Mm -hmm. Well. That's a very, you know, mature and well thought out approach to well, it. It's like, and I'm very disappointed in you. Well, it's like Tomb Raider. I love Tomb Raider to bits, and I can't stand the new two, new the two new ones. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not going to bother me because I can still play all the old ones. Mm-hmm. I I can still love Tomb Raider and not like the new Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with Fallout. Also, I, anyone whining about the new Ghostbusters film? Like, listen up. Also, it'd probably be quite good. It's got <laughs> funny people, so. But no, um, the VATS for me, I used to be able to stop, think, plan, and then execute my move. Mm-hmm. Where now that it doesn't stop time, it just goes into slow motion. Mm-hmm. It works, what they've tried to do is make the gunfights feel more hectic and more... More visceral, more immediate. More stressful, not bad stressful, but you know more, mm-hmm. you need to think on your toes a bit more. More like an action moment rather than a moment yeah. for you to get your cup of tea. A real think about how you're going to play this one. And um, it works in that sense, but in my that's not what I wanted from Fallout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, some people, most people, in fact, really like that, and they think that it really adds a lot more to the game. It's not for me personally. I prefer the old system. Well, yeah, I'm all about turn-based and strategic um, over immediate combat. I want to talk about the things I like now because I've only got four minutes, sixteen seconds yeah, left. Hurry up, Um. Okay, I'm going to skip the first one, but the radiation system is more improved. Before, you used to get more and more irradiated, and you wouldn't have any effect until you were critically um, irradiated, uh-huh. and then you wouldn't be able to walk, and so you'd start losing health. It's very binary, very all or nothing. And the new system... You could system, go around being quite irradiated with no... You'd need to drink a bit more in hardcore mode and stuff like that, but it, never, it was never a massive thing. Uh-huh. But, um... And you'd get, like, less strength and stuff, okay. and you'd, things like that, but it was never a massive problem. But the new system, 
you have this red bar building up in the opposite direction of your health bar, and the more irradiated you are, the less max health you can have. Yeah, okay. That's It's a more simple system, and it just tends to work better, I think. Oh, okay. I, I'm more, I've never been as worried in... Better this is, for gameplay, is it? Yeah, this is... Really makes it tenser, like... I've never really been. I've never really avoided radiation in the old games because I know I can get to a doctor or use Vadaway. It's before. something you can work around. And now really I'm like avoiding water because it's irradiated. I'm not drinking dirty water because it's irradiated, and I'm more aware of radiation. Uh-huh. So that's better. Um, the pit boy animations. This is a small aesthetic thing, but when you play a hollow tape now, you actually see the character put the tape into the pit boy instead of it just playing. That's tiny touch, but much sure. better. Just. When yeah, bigger budget they can afford for those animations to be in the game. When you move around the pit boy, you see a bit fist in the do- knobs and dials and stuff, which uh-huh. nice little touches like that. The little animations touch. on the little pit touch. boy is far better. And keeping on the theme of the pit boy, the app it doesn't work well in combat because it doesn't stop time like the pit boy does. But if you're just in towns, it's so much easier just to look at your phone and move mm-hmm. across your pit boy like that while playing the game. That seems like a real neat system, actually. It Do you is. reckon we're going to see like more games adopt some sort of companion app? I hope so, because it's... just inventory management and shit. Like I say, I, in combat, if I want to use a health item or I want to change my weapon in combat, I will still use the pit boy in game. Mm-hmm. But in towns and stuff, I'm using it on my phone because it's easier. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to replace it, but it is a nice little add-on. Nice compliment, yeah. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't take anything away. Still it's wish useful. I had the pit boy so I could actually use it. <laughs> Use it strapped to your arm. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, and the character get some sticky tape, Rob, and you'll be fine. The character creator is so much better. Like I've never had a problem with the character creator until now. I never realised how bad it was. Now that they've improved it so much, mm-hmm. it's one of them things. But no, the new character creator is fucking amazing. My only complaint is that you can't have like pink hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that must be a real downer. I mean, kind of, you know, how would you dye your hair in the the wasteland, but... Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, it doesn't really make sense that you would have pink hair, but also sometimes it's quite nice to have pink hair. Yeah, so... Like how, like, in anime, it's like the main characters always have really bright hair. And you're like, wow, it doesn't really make sense in the plot that they would, but also, you can tell who's who, so... One thing I did, is at the end of the um, opening, you get to decide whether you like a character like this, and you can change their appearance. Mm -hmm. So I went through the um, old world section, you know, pre-war, like, no nice, no scars and everything, and nice hair. And then I changed my character at the end of it, so she has scars. And she has messed up hair. So it looks like she's in the wasteland. She's been through shit, man. (laughs) But no, yeah, I really love my character. This isn't the best opening to it. Last thing I'm going to say, we're running out of time. But the last thing, this isn't the best opening to a Fallout game, but it is one of the best openings of any video game I've ever played. The only opening to any video game I think is better than this one is Fallout 3. And this is the toddler one. This is the one where you grow up, you learn to walk as you're a toddler, you learn to talk and stuff. It makes sense because you're growing up. And Liam Neeson's your dad, so who doesn't want that? Oh no, you're definitely gonna get kidnapped then. <laughs> no, he gets kidnapped. No, you get kidnapped. No, he, and he, he rescues you. He right? gets kidnapped in that one. You oh, have to right. save Liam Neeson. <laughs> like, I'm confused. What's, what's going on here? He, he ends up. He's trapped. Do you reckon he got confused when he was like auditioning for the part? I don't know if he auditioned <laughs> for the part, but like he's like. So, someone gets kidnapped and then they have to rescue them, and then they're like, yeah, that's basically right, Liam. He ends up, yeah. Very aligned. Um, minor spoilers for a game that's like six, seven years old now, but um, Fallout 3 spoilers. 
you end up finding him inside um, a virtual reality, trapped inside a virtual reality machine, and the person who trapped him inside there trapped him inside the um, body of a dog that we can't talk to you, we can only bark. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you tell me things that happen in Fallout, and half the time I'm like, oh, that's a really neat concept, really exploring, you know, what it means to be human, and, and half the time I'm like, that's just dumb as all But you, when you rescue him from the VR machine, you get to hear him say, uh, you get to hear Liam Neeson say, it's good to be on two feet again. Because he's like not four not feet. A dog. I get it. I get it. And Liam Neeson is your dad. Are you missing the Liam Neeson is your dad? Yeah, what's he gonna do? Talk gruffly everywhere. Big deal. He does, and he's a scientist, so he's not angry Liam Neeson. He's smart Liam Neeson. Oh, how does that work? It's really well actually. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> what he's doing is he's working on this system to purify the water in um that big water place in Washington, which I've forgotten the name of because I'm not American. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. Either no, that's, that's that's in the Nevada. Is it Nevada? Yeah. It's one of the four states I went to when I went there. I know it's in New Vegas ago. because the battle for Hoover Dam is the last mission in New Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Hoover Dam's in Nevada because I went, I went to a few states uh, like years ago and I saw the Hoover Dam and Robin's like, I think it's in Nevada, because I played Fallout. <laughs> well, I know it's near Vegas, and I think Vegas is in Nevada, so... Yeah. What? Texas, Nevada, Colorado, um, and California. It's near, the, it's near Colorado, because they meant the first two games are set in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And um, they end up mentioning them. Cool. Like, the NCR moved down from Colorado into Vegas and stuff, and it's... it's all, New Vegas is very much linked to the first two games, which is why I think it's my favourite one. Anyway, so Robin, while you've been playing this new fun Fallout 4 game, have you come across anything like really weird and creepy at all? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone over ten minutes, but screw it. No, yeah, like I just need this bit to lead into the next bit. So. But um, right. So if anyone's played Fallout 4, you can build your towns and stuff, and you have to find stuff. And Fallout 4 will get you the happiest you've ever been to find a used ashtray. Seriously. <laughs> But um, I was looking for random like wires and copper, and I think I was looking for cloth at the time, but I can't remember. And I was in Concord, which is a t- obviously a town in the game, and I found this house I could go and just wandered into it, all normal downstairs, mm-hmm. wander upstairs. Just like a house, regular suburban sort of which place. Which I, I stole everything made of cloth, including <laughs> the cigarettes. Wait, how much cloth is in cigarettes? Tiny, tiny what? amounts where the papers are. <laughs> and they feel what good are you trying well. to make out of this cloth, out of curiosity, man? Uh, Beds. That was it. Bed. You're gonna make a bed out of cigarettes. <laughs> Don't question the logic. <laughs> How many cigarettes does it take to make a bed? They just hope there isn't. Just hope there isn't a fire. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! You're fucked. All that flame retardant <laughs> fabric for you, I'm afraid. But no, um, I went upstairs, and the first thing when I walked into this bedroom is a bedroom of an ensuite. And I walked into this bedroom. The first thing I see is this dead skeleton in pajamas. Well. I presume the skeleton was dead. I didn't ask it. It was a skeleton, so. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and it was sort of hugging a skeleton in the bed. And not hugging, hugging, a hugging a mannequin in the bed. Just like a male mannequin, naked mannequin, just in the bed. You know, skeleton's like you see in shops it. and stuff, and like you don't see in people's beds. And then, 
I sort of started to explore the bedroom and find the ensuite. Open the door, and there are these four mannequins surrounding a bathtub which is filled with clean water, and there's a skeleton in it with no skull, and all the ma- uh, all the four mannequins are holding machetes. And where was the skull? And the skull was in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty creepy. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And what I wanted to say about this, because you told me about this last night. Spoilers uh, for uh, people watching the podcast. We actually do talk outside of this podcast. So some of the stuff we haven't uh, talked to each other before. Uh, so yeah, you were telling me about this last night. And I was like talking about how I started watching Dark Souls again. And how they deliver lore in like a very similar way mm. of just like, this item you find in this place, and you're like, well, hang on, that wouldn't be... Like, yeah, I'm watching someone play through uh, Dark Souls at the moment, and, like, really go into all the lore and stuff. And, like, there's, like, a wizard character who you find, just <laughs> locked in a room. They're like, can you unlock the door? Help them trapped. And you unlock them and save them, and they'll sell you spells later. But then, if you look around the room, in one of the barrels in the room, there's, like, uh, a dead body that's wearing... Uh, full wizard outfit and has a wand as well so like what the fuck's gone on there has he killed his friend are these like rival wizards maybe he isn't the wizard and he's hiding the actual wizard well maybe but also he can still sell you spells and shit i know but maybe he's like you know he's not the actual wizard you're meant to be meeting well exactly (laughs) and with more plot relevant stuff you'll find like little things like that Mm -hmm. and then like a lot of them will like interconnect and it'll be like yeah stuff like that's really cool in games world where um the old gods used to like keep things that were dangerous to them like you find items here and you're like oh my god this connects to these clearly there was some fallout between Uh, (laughs) jesus christ between various gods or what have you yeah use the whole uh unreliable narrator as well where some people will tell you like conflicting information because they're trying to manipulate you, mm. and just stuff like that where it like doesn't tell you anything really, but you've got to like piece it together. It's so cool. Something like that. I'm going. Back, I'm not going to Fallout Four. I'm going to Fallout Three. So I'm counting this as way for my ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> but um, in Fallout Three, uh, there's this. Okay, in the Fallout universe, there's this faction in America known as the Brothers of Steel. They've expanded over most of mainland America at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you don't know this in Fallout 3, at least new people. Uh, Fallout 3 was the first Fallout game I played, but, like, most, I went back and played Fallout 1, 2, and Tactics. Mm-hmm. But, um, the Fo- Brotherhood are really cool in, um, oh, the Capital Wasteland in Fallout 3. Okay. And, um, they're really douchey in New Vegas. Oh, okay. And, this is before I... Well, what happened is, um, when they were expanding over America... The ones that went up north ended up losing contact to their main base in the, um, I mean, it's California. Uh-huh. And they started up this new, okay, the main faction, the original Brotherhood of Steel, the southern Brotherhood of Steel, they believe that technology is dangerous and should only ever be used by them. So they confiscate technology from people. If they refuse to give the technology, they'll kill the people and take the technology to keep it safe from other people using it. Uh-huh. Because they sound real nice. They it, they do bad things for a good reason. They saw what happened to the old world and they don't think that people can be trusted with technology. Okay. Because sure. of, you know, I guess the big bang. post apocalyptic 
scenario that makes more sense. And the what the um group that ended up getting splintered and separated up in the capital wasteland and started up the new the new Brotherhood of Steel. Mm-hmm. It's not called that, but it is you know the new Brotherhood of Steel. They um oh they believe that technology should be m- controlled by them but used to help the people of the wasteland. Okay. So regulated by them and use it to help people, which is far better. Less douchey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Less power hungry. Yeah. So they allow you know people who are protecting towns and stuff to use their weapons, power weapons and stuff, energy weapons and all that, and they allow people to use technology, but they monitor it all, mm-hmm. which is what I believe is the better one, obviously. But um, going into it, it's really weird to see the same group wearing the same armor. But one of them's really cool in Fallout 3, and one of them's really douchey in New Vegas, and you have to sort of figure out why. And is it's... there any? So is there any like just environmental hints that? Are... There kind of is, and there's a lot, especially in New Vegas. There's lots of stuff that points back to one and two. Okay. They they mention California and stuff, and I think the one point somebody mentions the Capital Wasteland group, and it's that sort of stuff I like because it really mentions because Bob and Steel were dickheads in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like I say doing bad things for the right reason. Anti-heroes or whatever you want to call them, but yeah, it's... I do love the Brotherhood of Steel. I prefer the northern ones, but they're interesting nonetheless. Ooh. And in um, Fallout 4, it's um, a splinter group from the Capital Wasteland, so they're the cool Brotherhood. Okay. That's all very, very cool. They mentioned the um, Citadel in 4, and I was like, oh, I've been Not there! the Citadel! That's from that other game. Citadel is in Fallout 3, and it's the Brotherhood of Steel base, which is set up in the Pentagon. Right, yeah, you (laughs) mentioned that. It's in the Pentagon, how cool is that? That was pretty cool, I guess. You get to do training with power and stuff in the game in the centre of the Pentagon in the garden bit, and it's like, ha ha. (laughs) How big is the Pentagon? It's quite big, though. It's a lot bigger than it is in that game. Yeah, it's like miles wide, isn't it? And it's underground as well, which you don't get to go to into the game. But no, um, in Fallout uh, 3 it's a lot smaller than it is. <laughs> like most things in video games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't walk. It's like, takes 5-10 minutes to walk there from the um, White House in Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. It's not that near in real life. Wow, that's one of those things to make it to, like, actual scale. You'd have to populate, like, 1,000 offices with just bits of junk. Just place a thousand office chairs in not quite the same place in every office. I don't know, but from looking at the map and stuff and walking around the wasteland of Fallout 4, I think it's the smallest map in Mm. any Fallout game. Maybe besides Fallout Tactics, but they were mission maps. They weren't Mm -hmm. an actual open world map. Yeah, but how dense is it though, you know? It's pretty dense and stuff, and there's lots to do in it, but it does feel like the smallest... No, I'm not complaining, Mm -hmm. because I think big things, look at Just Cause 1, it's massive, but there's like four things in it, and it just means that there's shit loads, there's shit just nothing between everything. It's a lot of time driving between places, no? I mean, I think they sorted that out, and I haven't played Just Cause 2 or 3, but I've heard that they sorted that out for the new games. I presume they have, or they wouldn't be on 3. <laughs> wow, yeah. But yeah, um, that's the problem that Just Cause 1 really had. It's like, yeah, we're the biggest um, open world map ever, and it's like, yes, you are. Can you put some stuff in it? <laughs> just make just make a game where it's just a flat plane that goes on forever. Well, that's pretty much Minecraft, isn't it? Well, I guess so, yeah. 
Oh yeah, biggest overworld map. Well, oh yeah, Christmas. Oh, no. Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's actually Happy New Year. Also, this is going out on January first. Whoa! Oh, it's a new year, Robin. I mean, amazing. <laughs> it's a new year. Oh no, no, it's not. No, not for us. <laughs> Don't spoil the magic. <laughs> so, did you get any games for Christmas? Any other games besides? Oh no, I got Fallout. You didn't. Yeah, no, I don't think I did. Uh, my uh, brother got us, got the family right this board game. Some of you, some of you kids at home may have heard of it called Carcassonne, which is quite good and misery. like well known to be quite that. Well, that's all. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Will Wheaton did a tabletop episode on it once, so probably look that up if you want to know more. But it's like a really cool, you get um, every turn you draw a new tile from like the deck of tiles and you build up like this little village and you want to control like roads and cities and you want to complete roads and cities and then you get points when you complete a road. It sounds like civilization a little bit. Little bit <laughs> like that, but a board game and pretty much totally different, <laughs> but also you know, kind of similar, I guess. I'm in misery. That's like that's, that's a card game still. Yeah, yeah, that was on tabletop as well, wasn't it? Because you talked to me about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I've seen that. It's on tabletop, and we had to look at because you didn't know the name. No, I didn't. I knew I played it by my friend's house, and we were drinking, and that just meant it was awesome because the story just got more and more wild. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, we were meant to be playing it for, like, a couple of hours. We ended up cancelling going out and just playing it until, like, 2am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some good tabletop games out there. We should, like, get into that more, I think. But... Well, I want to get Misery. Like, the tick box of things I want to get. Tattoo, I've got. Bong, I've got. <laughs> um, so now I just need to get Misery and a few other things. Yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> Living the dream. Just need to Tattoo, get... Bong, card game. Just need to get some weed now. <laughs> right now it's just anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got Shelter Two. <coughs> yes, the which was um, a mummy animal. You yeah, to look after it's the badger baby. simulator where you're a lynx. It's a really bad badger simulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little rug. <laughs> but no, um, you start off as mother lynx, and then you have to look after your four cubs, and. It's really difficult, but... If you start playing it, then. Yeah. 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 Not for very long, but I have, like, played about an so hour of it. First impressions of the game, very difficult. Yeah, the hunting is difficult, and it's adorable. It's just fucking adorable. <laughs> Do you see that jump through the snow thing? What does that? That might be, like, snow foxes. I think it is, but... Where they, like, You can't around. jump. Um, rabbits are bloody hard to hunt. Or they smell around, and then they know there's something under the snow they're trying to hunt, and they, like, jump up and dive into the snow. I just, like, sneaking up behind the rabbit and say, like, rabbit, 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 rabbit. And then when the rabbit runs, it's like, rabbit, 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 rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I do just pretty much play this game constantly saying the word rabbit. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That must be fun for people. <laughs> and then, um, then when I... Because you start off the game, your cubs are too weak to follow you out, so you have to, like, catch food and bring it back bring to them. Bring it back to them. And then, when, like, when I killed a babby, I was like, I'm bringing you back to my babbers. You're gonna feed my babbies. <laughs> cool. and, and you can name them all, and you just get really attached, and I swear... They're... Is it, is it kind of hard, Rachel? Does it tear you up inside? None of them have died yet, but, so I don't know. Oh but my god. I'm hoping they all got up and they all become healthy. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like you kind of missed out on the game experience if that happens, don't you? I'm not letting like, them like, die. Oh, dear. But no, um, you're you getting chased by wolves at the beginning, and that hasn't happened to me yet in the game. But I'm thinking that they're because of that there's going to be this predator mechanic in, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I'm fearing I'm going to lose a few. Mm. <laughs> it might become more food. I've named one of them after you, so. Oh my god. <laughs> If Kira gets eaten. Can you tell them all apart? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sweet. And when you, you've got, like, press white mouse button, and you can, like, smell, and it, like, food shows up in red, yeah, hot shows up, but and your cubs show up if they're far away, but it also, like, shows their names and stuff, so. But no, yeah. I just hope Kira doesn't get killed, because. I hope I don't get killed, too. <laughs> Fuck. Well, it's. I realize like... I was being hunted by wolves. It hasn't happened yet, because I've only been playing it for, like, an hour. But yeah, actually, I'm checked. Check on Steam how long I've been playing it, can't I? Where's Shelter? Shelter, Shelter, Shelter 2. 60 minutes, yeah. <laughs> like an hour. <laughs> I was quite dead on like with that guess. Exactly an hour. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a very good game. I highly recommend it. It's really cute. It's, I, f- I can't remember how much I paid for it, so I got it on sale. But it's normally like 7 quid or something. It's worth that. I think I got it for like 3 quid. Mm-hmm. Which is worth it. Also got XCOM, but everyone knows that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Made myself. We talked like a lot about XCOM last time. Yeah, I've made myself on XCOM. Maybe we'll talk about how you feel about it like next time when you've got a bit more experience. With it. Yeah, so I've only played it for a couple of hours, yeah. and I think I haven't restarted because I haven't done it on Iron Man. She's not even on Iron. I didn't even realize there wasn't Iron Man mode. Not even on Iron Man. It's a disgrace. But I've made myself on it, and I'm playing. Why? Why even play XCOM if you're not on Iron Man? Honestly. But no, it was, I'm better than I thought I was, but then again, I'm playing on easy, so... <laughs> maybe I'm not better at it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, New Year. Does, it's New Year's Day, you know, listening to this today. Why so it is, Robin, <laughs> as we record it now. As we are speaking to... Unless you're, like, listening to it, like, a year in the future. As New Year's listen- Day 2017, <laughs> for some of you. <laughs> But yeah, um, the first day of 2016, so, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Wow, any... I cannot believe what happened on New Year's Eve, by the way, that was just <laughs> mad. I know, that I mean... That was just wild. I thought it was weird enough that the myth about the E.T. Um, countries was weird, but oh my god, who knew that was true as well? Whoa, what a, what a surprise. It and was... of course, all you listening at home will know what we're talking about, <laughs> and we don't need to specify what that is. <laughs> but no, So um... yeah. Do you have any like New Year's resolutions and or goals for the new year? Uh, no. <laughs> really? No. Just continue then. Just continue. Try to better myself. See, I've always got... as I do always and fail always. I've so I've, I've got keep having a go at that. I've got the goal that I keep that I haven't failed at so far, but I keep giving myself every year, mm-hmm. and that's survive. Uh-huh. That's a good one. You're, you're still, you're still, yeah. That's but, um, a good one. New to 2016 is uh um at the end of 2016 I want to have tits and a job. Tits and a job. <laughs> which, <laughs> if you had to pick tits or a job, which would you pick? Tits. Tits. <laughs> I can't play with a job. I was asking someone else like, yeah, they were like. Well, you know, I haven't got a lot of expendable income at the moment because both PhDs and vaginas are very expensive. <laughs> you know, a trans girl I know I was talking I think to. I know who that might be, actually, but yeah. Um, maybe. I'm 
nothing. We'll we'll discuss it after the podcast. Well, yeah, a bit personal to go into on, yeah, on, on air. Just, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I mean, that's a bit off for me yet, but one day I hope to have that same problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope... Vagina not... or PhD? <laughs> I've already chosen. No money. I've already chosen. It's a vagina. So I've already failed at PhD. Yeah. I'm 23 and I, you know, you can get a PhD. My highest, like in America, my um highest American equivalent grade is high school. Mm -hmm. Because I've passed college in this country, which is high school in America. That's right. I'm not very I'm not very educated. I'm not stupid or anything. I just yeah, don't have no, the certificates. You, you can just launch it, and then when you're like a world-renowned writer, then you can go, oh, and I'm going to do a PhD now. And everyone will go, fine. Obviously, you're going to do a PhD now. <laughs> so that'll be fine. It's just school. It's, I mean, I swear most people on the LGBT spectrum have this, but, you know, being a gay trans girl in school, bit fucking difficult yeah, yeah I sort of tended to focus on the not being beaten to death rather than the get an A uh-huh. <laughs> no I fell through pretty well uh, I'm not sure if it's bearing for a or not but in Hemel it's terrible fucking oh, Londine obviously it's terrible in Hemel <laughs> probably a bit better in Brighton like college in if Jigarest is anything to go by it's still equally a shit in Vandine college like which is where I went. It's pretty fine, I think. Have you, have you seen um Sugar Rush? I don't know if the you're really on. old. You showed me bits of it. Really good TV show. On it used to be on Channel Four. You can look it up online. It's really yeah, good. It's alright. Really gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, right? Like you're like objectively, it was an alright TV show, but it's an alright TV show with gays in it, which makes it one of the best gay <laughs> TV shows you've ever seen, and you love it. I just love, I love like the way it does. It explores a lot of themes, like especially with the parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. The parents are pretty good at it. The swinging parents. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the, a good watch. It's a good watch. It is. And give it a watch if you got a chance. My audience. least favorite character in it is Sugar. You know the person the show's named yeah, after. She's is. kind of a bitch, isn't she? She's a likable bitch, but she's still a bitch. Yeah, well, people, people have problems. Her and her vagina. Wait, what? So that, that's not a major plot point, is it? I don't know. Her vagina tends to cause most of the problems in the thing. Does it? Well, I haven't sex. seen... I haven't... <laughs> her, her vagina is a part of sex. I was more referring to the sex she has. But... Okay. I don't think... I was watching the wrong episodes, I think. Well, she gets in trouble with her boyfriend, doesn't she? Because, you know... I don't, you show me, like, part of the second season, I think. Yeah, don't watch the first season. I didn't like the first season. <laughs> It's like yeah. the opposite of Queer as Folk, UK Queer as Folk, not America. That's all shit. All America Queer as Folk is awful. <laughs> Don't watch that. Okay. What's the first season of the English Queer as Folk? Because that's really good. Who's that that's got, um, what's his name in, yeah? Um, I'm not sure who it's... From Lord of the Rings, or Star Wars, or Harry Potter, or... I'm not sure, but I know actually... it was Russell, written by Russell T. Davis, who wrote up to the end of David Tennant. Who's the main... For Maybe Doctor I'm who. thinking of someone, something else. And it has the worst slash best way I've ever seen anyone break up with somebody in that show. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone to his boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, you're breaking up. No, I can't hear you. We're breaking up. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I wouldn't count it, personally. 
No, yeah, it's like... That's definitely cheating. It's the worst, best way that anyone's ever woken up with anyone. That is, yeah, shit. And it's got the guy from Coronation Street in it. The um gay guy in Coronation Street. Liar. No, the gay no. guy from Coronation Street is the gay guy in this as well. Typecast. <laughs> I bet he's like so much more gay in Queer as Folk because there's stuff in Coronation Street that, you know, he couldn't get away with. He has a way of it in this. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, I bloody love Queer as Folk. It's so dirty, though. Like, okay. there's just so much sex in it, which, I mean, you could sort of see as a problem that, you know, it's the first like, show aimed mm-hmm. at gay people, gay men, and it's focused entirely nearly on sex. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a negative. Oh, it's just men in general. But, no, it's funny. And but in the media, it's- I do like it, but I do think that it does have some bad stereotypes. It's one of those things, right, where you're like, this is good, but the general trend in media is bad, and it's kind of part of that. Yeah, it's funny, that's what I like about it. It's just really dirty humour. Uh-huh. It's, oh, it's like the first episode, um, Stuart, the main character, ends up taking these um pills, which he thinks they're ecstasy, turns out they're not, and um, wakes up in the morning... No, that's it. And he ends up meeting this kid who's 15 years old when he's high. Ends up, you know, shagging the kid. Because... Wait, what? <laughs> and then his, um... the uh, His friend, who's a lesbian, who's had a kid with his sperm, calls him up to say that she's in hospital giving birth. Mm-hmm. And then he gets her after she's given birth to the kid. And he walks in with Nathan, who's the 15-year-old. And the woman's reaction is just so funny. She just looks at the kid and she's like, Oh, it looks like we both had a kid today. Oh, snap. <laughs> Mics are up. But no, it's that sort of weird fucked up humour all the way through that's brilliant. My phone's making noise. <laughs> but no, um, that's what I love about Queer's Folk, is that. And then the bit when he wakes up and he's like, after being really fucking high all night, and he's just got right in with felt tips all over his apartment walls. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I told him to take the fucking tens away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and there's lots of sets also the 15 year old isn't played by a 15 year old he's like played by a 20 something year old oh well then that's definitely fine then. it's fucked up in universe but not in our universe <laughs> oh, brilliant I had to check this out because I was quite worried when I found him attractive <laughs> oh that's like, always terrible isn't and it? I was like oh thank god he's like 21 <laughs> <laughs> How old was everyone else in this film? <laughs> but no, yeah, Nathan, who's the kid, is like quite good looking. <laughs> and yeah, but no, he's like, tw- I think he's 21 when he filmed it. So yeah, it's fine. but they still pick someone who looks like a 15 year old. I'd say he looks about 18. Yeah. But yeah. Wow, what else? TV and movies, isn't it? I mean, it's good. It's a bloody good TV show. The second season is shit. I think Russell T. Davis forgot he was, you know, writing Queer's Folk and thought he was writing Doctor He's got a bit ahead of himself. Season 2 of Queer's Folk is more like his episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> like, okay. it's really weird. That's strange. Yeah. But no, um, I did watch an interview, not an interview, the, pardon me, the commentary for season 2, and he said that it wasn't meant to be as strange as it was. It was meant to be one 
movie long episode that's shown on TV. But um, Channel 4, after he'd finished filming it and editing it and everything, said that, wait a minute, no, we want this to be two episodes. So he had to re-edit it, and it said he doesn't. That'll definitely be fine, right? And he that said... That won't change the entire <laughs> structure of uh, what you've already filmed and edited, will it? And he said oh, that's well. why it doesn't make a lot of sense, because a lot of oh. things, a lot of symbolism now doesn't make sense, because it's not in the correct order. Uh-huh. Like, he's had to change it up. And it's... Yeah, I can see... Oh, if we're going to watch Star Wars tomorrow, we need to watch all of the Star Wars movies. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We have to watch all three of them. No, you got to watch them in the special order, like 4, 5, 2, 3, 6. 4, 3, 2, 3, what? 4, 5, 2, 3, 6. 2, 3, 6. Why? Because yeah. um, 2 and 3 spoil the twist at the end of 5 that everyone knows. You mean Darth Father? Darth Father, yeah. <laughs> Especially German people. Because he's literally called Darth Father. <laughs> so you can't watch them before five. But I've already and watched them on multiple times. Two and three sets you up for six. I've already watched them on multiple and times. And one is shit, so you don't watch that. Can we watch the pod racing scene? Maybe we'll watch the pod racing. <laughs> So that's like the, no, and the fight at the end. Just them two scenes. That's all Pod we need. Darth Maul. Right, let's go. Because <laughs> I want the duel of fate. That bit. Yep, the Darth Maul bit. <laughs> oh, in the shower. That's a pretty good reenactment, actually. In the shower this morning. I don't know why, but you know, I have um, aquaphobia, which means I'm afraid of water. Hydrophobia. Um. I've learned this not actually hydrophobia. Hydrophobia is what you call something that is uh, water resistant. I'm not oh, water yeah, resistant. Oh yeah, hydrophobic materials. No, yeah, it's not. I got it wrong with Well, you pour water it's... on it and it just beads up. Yeah, and the it rolls um, around. fear of water is aquaphobia. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. No, I only recently found that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you already said hydrophobic to me yeah. before. But, but now, now you mention it, yeah, that is water <laughs> resistant, isn't it? But I have aquaphobia, so to try and take my mind off the fact that I'm having a panic attack, I tend to just do random shit in the shower. And what I ended up doing this morning really made me laugh. Because I sort of sometimes catch myself out. And I was just there, and because obviously I saw Star Wars, like, Boxing Day, and Star Wars on my mind. I was just there, and I was like, meow, 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 Oh my god, Robin, we have to reshoot all of episode one, but better than with cats. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks will be a lot less annoying And then after that Oh Jar Jar Binks We'll probably just cut him out We might have to watch one No what? Why would you say that after saying Jar Jar Binks Jar Jar Binks Yeah you're right we definitely shouldn't watch one Just I'm like I can't say <laughs> What I can't say Oh fuck off <laughs> Okay, anyway, <laughs> let's wrap this podcast up, shall we? I have been your wonderful gothic host, who you can't see how good I am. Oh, look. yeah, she's wearing like a really cool outfit. It's like a long black. Um, yeah, it's long black dresses, which go like down to your like ankles, don't they? Mm. And they've got like the big split up the side so you can actually walk. Yep. Anyway, she's wearing one of them, and then she had her hair up all nice, but. Oh, no, she still does, and she's wearing like a cool collar and everything. Looks really good. Yep, so yeah, I've been Robin Timmons, this been Kira in a wonderful Hello. top that somebody got her. Yeah, I'm wearing the top Robin got me for Christmas, <laughs> it's sparkly and nice. 
So yeah, we'll see you next week. My website is rainbowwriting.co.uk. Wait, next week? Next week, you know, in figurative terms. I mean, in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So that should be clear for everyone now. Believe me for me that. It's not like I've been drinking a double rum and coke this entire time. A double rum and coke this entire time? Yeah. So halfway through a double rum and coke. Yeah. Had like one unit of alcohol. <laughs> Shut up, I'm drunk. Oh, I've lost control. <laughs> anyway. What am I saying? <laughs> anyway, go to my website. It's rainbowwriting.co.uk. That wasn't, you know, you can. That was an instruction. Do it. Mm. Now. Mandatory. I'm watching. Mm-hmm. No, she's no, got cameras. No, stop. Stop masturbating. Go to the website. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Stop. Stop. Why aren't you stopping? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, carry on. We're leaving. Goodbye. You sicken us. Bye. Bye bye now. Bye, sweeties. Bye.